further up and further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, this is coming out on Christmas Day. This is Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from us to all of you faithful, foofy listeners. If you Mm -hmm. have hung in there with us for two years now. Two years. You're still listening. We're so thankful you're here. Either you're really desperate and lonely or you have found friendship here. Yes. And we hope that's what it is. So what are we going to do today for fun because it's Christmas? We are. I mean, we've been tackling some hard topics the last little bit that are good and wrestling and rumbling and just like really good things to think through and rumble with. Yeah. 2020 has been rough. We have, we have had to deal with life. Yeah. And so we've been sincere and vulnerable and sharing all those things Yeah, and trying to give everybody really helpful tools, but we're not just like very serious, hardcore Christians that don't also have like some icing in the cake of our lives. Exactly. Exactly. The like fun things, the good things, the favorite things. Yes. That are also gifts from God. Yes. That lend us comfort and joy and delight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to just, this podcast is just going to be us talking about a few of our favorite things. And our favorite things are things you want to know about. So don't tune in, tune out right now. If you're like, if I don't get facts and information to solve my life's problems, I don't listen to podcasts. And This might be a delightful foray into things you haven't thought of before or new books new podcasts new writing utensils things that might even just, a recipe right bring you a little bit extra joy a lot of joy we just bless you right now with the joy that we're feeling as we banter about mm-hmm. these things because that's what we do we're like have you read yes okay so we just have to start with books because you and i are both voracious bookworms yep we are readers and so we had talked about oh let's just do our top 10 favorite books and we froze yeah uh favorite's a big word the best oh became yeah stressful no no as soon as it's like <laughs> favorite is it like of all time is it the one that like mm-hmm. i enjoyed the most was it the one that i thought of the most? no and now i was like too, no no too much we're doing fun we're doing yeah. fun so we're just going to be like okay so here was my criteria finally i was like yeah. okay i read a lot of books and a lot of different kinds of books um and so i was like what books have i referred to in conversation mm. over and over and over again and i was like those are the ones that are worth saying to somebody you should read yeah exactly and i think that the same for me is when i thought about it, it was like oh yeah the ones that i like was really stand out or stick out to me because i read a lot i read quickly you know, my parents claim that I don't actually absorb any of the information because there's no true. way. It's not true because I do. Sorry, did. mom and dad. But I read a lot. So sometimes books, if there's nothing in it for me, I'm never going to, I'm not, I'm actually not going to remember it because my brain doesn't hold it. But you there's some. It is unimportant. Exactly. But some have stood out. Yeah. And I know that you absorb stuff because when I can't remember what book something was in, I always mm-hmm. say, Amy, do you remember? And you usually do. Yep. Okay. So having said all the reasons why I can't say one was my. I've come up with 10 favorites. I can come up with one book that impacted me more than any other books this year. Okay. And that was the book Beautiful Resistance by John Tyson. So good. So good. If you have not read it, it is worth the whatever bucks it is on Amazon. I don't even know because when my brother-in-law was raving about it, I'm like, yada, 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 Paul. Do you know how many books are on my to-do list right now? And he ordered it for me. Mm. Came to my house and I read it. And in an age of 
a lot of noise and shouting and chaos. This book brought me so much clarity. His subtitle is The Joy of Conviction in a Culture of Compromise. Okay, you're even as you're telling, I'm just like, yeah, I remember reading that book and just being like, oh, this is this is what it's all about. This is what like so distilled beautifully into like, this is what we're called to be. Yeah. As believers. And it gave me a fierceness and a focus and a clarity about things that really, really matter and sorted through some of the rubble of there's a lot of noise and confusion. Yeah. It just clarified a lot of that stuff for me. So I can hands down tell anybody can read this book. If you're Mm -hmm. not like a big theology reader, don't worry about it. This book is worth reading. And every chapter stands alone is a topic that you can really think on. I had to actually slow down and not read at my usual pace because I needed to absorb this book. Yep. Good stuff. Yep. What about um, you, Amy? One of mine was, I think it's a bit of an older book, but it's Irresistible by Andy Stanley. Yes. I was putting you did together... did talk about this a lot. I did because it just, it got me. Yeah. I was uh, putting together a small group study just around different topics and different theological views and helping people really wrestle through what am I actually believing? And this irresistible book is just all about about the how the gospel and Jesus is meant to be irresistible. And how what happens is we kind of take parts of the Bible and we we bring that in of all the rules and regulations and we make it all about the Bible. When Andy Stanley's point is like, yeah, the Bible's valuable, super valuable, but man the gospel of Jesus is irresistible. And so there's like these little points that just, I mean, number one, he is so funny. It's entertaining to read. He's delightful. He's so delightful. Right? Super easy to read. It's not heavy theological, but mm-hmm. makes you think. Mm-hmm. And just like his one little snippets, right? It's it's one of his things that has stuck with me is like, man, when we're trying to decide what to do, it should not be, does the Bible tell me whether this is okay or not? It what? should be, what does God's love for me and this person require? Oh, which you will find in the Bible. Which you will, but it takes it from yes, no, how far can I get to the line? Right. It's all about Splitting rules hairs. Yep. to like... Oh, the love of Jesus. Right? And I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's love it. That's a phrase you can take to the bank. Exactly. That's an actionable phrase. Yeah. That will stop the whole Pharisee dance, which we all love and hate. Yep. Yep. What's another one? Another one. I debated on this one. And then I was like, yeah, man, we do authenticity on this podcast. It's called Indestructible by Blake Healy. And the only reason I hesitated is because he freaks some people out a little bit. He's very discerning in the spirit world, sees things a lot. But I'm just like, I am a eat the meat, throw away the bones person. So I'm never going to flinch about recommending something, actually. Mm -hmm. If you don't like parts of it, fine. The understanding of it, he boiled down spiritual warfare to some real simple, simple things. And there's things that we can all do. Mm-hmm. And he talks about the three key things helping people live in spiritual vitality and in victory over darkness is um, reading the word and worship, which you and I are passionate about. Uh, the second one was community. Mm-hmm. And his stories to back that one up really, I kept referring to that. Mm-hmm. I just over and over again it's kept true. saying, yes. you it's know, can we need community and feeling it all the more so because of all the stupid COVID stuff that's put us in isolation and, and made it really, really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're talking about worship, the word, and practicing the discipline of community, mm. which I love people and I love solitude. So, so I can just get settled into isolation too mm. and be content there. And it's like, no, contend for community. You will succeed. You will thrive spiritually mm. in community. So that really spoke to me. Yeah. Um, the next one, I think you and I were both favorites. Yes. This was called a war of loves. 
Yes, by yes. David Bennett. By da- the name is is important because I think there's like Wars of Love. There's one. There's titles that are similar to yeah. it that if you just search it. But yeah, by David Bennett. Yeah. This is just like a gay activist. Yep. Who they discovers Jesus. Discovers Jesus. I mean, Jesus Jesus him. Exactly. It's not even he discovers Jesus. He is not even looking. And in a gay bar, yeah. the Holy Spirit comes upon him and just radically yeah. revolutionizes yeah. his life. And what I love so much about this book is like, you just hear his testimony, his story of like Jesus showing up time and time again, as he's trying to, you know, live life and figure out, you know, can I, can I be gay and, and still fully live what all that entails and can be I in relationship lifestyle. Can I live a gay yeah. lifestyle and still follow? And just like every time how Jesus meets. But then what I really also appreciate is the second half or the later part of it is he goes into his own theology of what he's come out yeah. And he's like, he studies, he studies his doctorate, doctorate under N.T. Wright. And so he has such good theology and it, yeah. it lays it out in such yeah. a beautiful way. And th- what he's come down to is he calls himself a gay celibate Christian. Yeah. So he would still, yep, he is still gay. He still has same sex attraction, but he is choosing to be celibate because he believes that that is where Jesus says yep. to be. And he's a believer. Yeah. So for me, I guess I picked up that book, A, because you wouldn't stop talking about it, Amy. (laughs) It's true. I did. Because I read that in conjunction with some other books that I wasn't super keen on. Yeah. So you read that book and you talked about it a lot. And I feel like a huge level of responsibility as a pastor, as a person who carries leadership in an organization to have really good answers about these things, not just flippant answers. And so I have been really deliberate and intentional of reading Every perspective that I feel like represents something. Obviously, I can't read all the books out there, but trying to see it from the angle of all kinds of people who have more skin in the game than I do. So that was part of my motivation for reading it. But man, this book rocked me personally. Right. On a couple of levels. So I loved hearing his story because I'm I'm a sucker for stories. Testimonies, they they fuel my faith. So shout out for testimonies, you guys. But two things that impacted me personally beyond just encountering his story and trying to be responsible about Mm. my own approach to this topic, the way God pursued him. Mm. I was just like, for every person that I care about, grieve deeply for, I can trust that God's going to show himself to them. He loves them so much. So it really fueled my faith for some of those things. It also brought me conviction. Mm. Oh, yay! But his level of commitment to obedience to Christ is just so challenging. Like my own love of comfort in different things and my own willingness to be obedient. It just really, really fanned the flames of my passion for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So definitely we both recommend War of Loves. Yeah. Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Oh yeah. I mean, you have to take it slow and read it over and over again because he weaves things so well and dense. Yeah. But it's just good solid stuff if you have not read mere christianity you actually should you need if to you read it you really want to be a christian <laughs> yeah and you'll find as you read it you're like yeah. huh all these quotes that you see randomly by c.s lewis majority of them are from this book yeah, or I chronicles actually, of narnia i guess i have to say i cracked that book open this year too yep it's just one of those ones you go back to looking for a clear way to express some thoughts that are profoundly true so is that your list of books for this year that we're going to yes, highlight? Yes, if I keep going, I'm, it's going to go it, forever. We could, so we'll just stop. We could do favorite books for a yeah. while. So I'm going to project a favorite book for 2021. Okay. 
It's the one I'm writing. Oh, yeah. I was like, which one? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I saved that one for you. Yeah, so I have finished my first draft, and precious people are reading it to see if it makes sense to anyone else. Yep. So I've done a quick read through already. The whole thing? Yep. Oh, wow. Just a quick one, like not really thinking about it. I didn't absorb it. I just saw if I liked the titles. Some chapter titles I love, some I'm like, I could still, I'm, I'm holding out, nothing's in permanent ink yet. Yeah. Anyhow, okay, moving on from favorite books. Do you ever read for fun, Amy? Oh, all the time. What do you read? Oh, like the books I just talked about. Are yeah. we talking about like fiction? Like fluff. Oh, fluff, like complete fluff. Man, okay, I love the like cozy mystery i'm really into this genre the cozy mystery interwar period so like 1920s to 1940s women detectives in england you'd be surprised the amount of like series that they're good right there's just enough intrigue to get me interested but they're not gruesome or yucky there's just enough like good relationship stuff that you're like oh this is nice but not it doesn't get into the like sensual, seductive sex yeah, stuff. Yeah, no. Then it's we just, get another problem and you have to go listen to a different one of our podcasts. Exactly, right? So it's just like, it's just a nice, yeah. enjoyable Entertainment thing. is hard. Yeah. Um, because there's just a lot of crap out there. But I just thought I'd just ask yep. quick off the top of my head. I also like similar stories. Yeah. I always make sure I, mi- actually it's like a discipline thing, which fine, whatever. I can see my sister rolling her eyes now. But on purpose, read for fun too, because I think it makes you a better writer. Mm reading different people's writing and it actually helps me unwind sleep mm. so i also read war stories because i have a family history there and i read a series this summer we were camping by joel rosenberg and they're just like fun action intrigue because okay. i do like some action yeah. and he also writes profoundly good stuff seriously but has he's he's got some skill for fiction so mm-hmm. series by joel rosenberg and I can't think of the title right now, so whatever. He's written enough that people can find him easy. If we're on a fluffy zone, are you going to talk about your favorite TV shows? Sure. Or... I'll t- so, I mean... Do we have sound effects for frivolous? We watch TV, too. <gasps> we don't just sit around and pray and read the Bible all day. Oh, oh my goodness. I know. We're going to shock our listeners now. I mean, the shows, I have some classics that I just write. Parks and Rec, The Office, and I just Good can't Place, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, New Girl. But finally, okay, I, for those of you who may not know, I love Star Wars. I'm a big Star Wars fan, <laughs> the original series, whatever. We can Our get into everything. Star Wars fans know because you make Star Wars references and I completely don't get them. <laughs> I know. And so, I mean, there's been a plethora of new ones out that I've been like, uh, uh, mm. and The Mandalorian. I have heard so much about this show. And I've recognized, I don't know what it is, if it's like that little bit of, I don't know what it is. But it's like, if someone has hyped something up, if a lot of people have hyped something up. You get up, skeptical. I, I get skeptical and I go, well, I'm not going to watch it then. So I've not. Rebellion. I know it's rebellion. I know. <laughs> But it's like, for the longest time, I did not watch Mandalorian. And everyone's like, it's amazing. And I'm like, mm, don't want to. But finally, I started watching it because I was someone else was telling me about it that was like, huh, you're not the normal person I would picture, but you really like it. So I was like, yeah, it's time. I start watching it. Oh, my goodness. It like, rede- for those of you that really have been disappointed in the latest Star Wars that you recognize that it just doesn't maybe have the Star Wars feel. The Mandalorian has the old Star Wars feel, like the gritty kind of like space western, low budget, even though you recognize it's probably a huge budget. It's just fun. And they're standalone and they have enough like old characters that you're like, I know about that. It's just delightful. I'm only on like the sixth episode, but it's delightful. 
That just makes me laugh so much. But here we go for our li- our listeners. Like diversity all the way. I've never been able to get into Star Wars. We have a funny family okay. story about when Star Wars very first came out in the early 70s. My grandma gave me a plastic model like you glued the pieces together. I think it was R2-D2. Okay. I didn't know what it was. And I, it freaked me out. Okay. And so that was like my introduction like to Star Wars. Um, is it? Is it R two D two? He's sort of a mechanical looking guy. Yeah, yeah. See, See he's like a little garbage can almost looking thing. That's exactly what it was, and I didn't like it. Okay. And I didn't know what Star Wars was, and then of course I get older and found out what Star Wars was, and then I met my husband, and he like preaches this redemption story out of Star Wars. That's like, okay, so really intelligent people actually. (laughs) So I tried really hard to get into it. I'm just missing the button. So now when you said you're going to say Mandalorian was yeah. your favorite TV show, I'm just kind of laughing because I'm not a big TV watcher. It doesn't hold my attention for a long time. I get restless. Yeah. I knit so that I can stand to stay and watch TV. That's the other things people can know about me of what's for fun. My husband loves it. He puts on Mandalorian and he cranks the TV so flippin' loud that it requires grace and peace for me. I have to like choose joy and kindness and not just yell. And then when I found out Mandalorian doesn't even have dialogue, that all this noise is just noise, it hardly has dialogue in it. Really? You haven't? Yes, Amy. It hardly. I tried to watch. It hardly has dialogue. I mean, I guess he's a. The Mandalorian is like a it's man noise. of few words. It's noise. It's oh, I didn't so even notice much that. noise because you're into it and I'm not. So for all of our listeners, we just hit on them all. I can't believe all those fluffy shows you named off, Amy. Mm-hmm. I can't get into any of them. What is wrong with me? Okay, so here's the one I watched this year that I loved. Yeah. Disclaimer for everybody, if you can't watch stuff with bad words in it, don't watch the show. I don't know. Teenagers have worn that button off for me. I do not know. But Ted Rosso on Apple TV made me laugh. It made me laugh so much. And there's deep truth principles about Mm. calling out greatness in people. So if anybody who knows me is going to be like, oh, that's why she likes it. But so funny, too. So if you need some joy and some lightness... There's Amy's list of shows that work for Mm -hmm. her. And my one recommendation, Ted Rosso on Apple TV. And I will confess something that Uh this might surprise people. I really like those Hallmark movies, Christmas movies. I, I, it's like, I think it's the predictability that it's like, I don't, there's no intensity. There's no like anticipation. There's no like, what's going to happen? Because I already know that I can just be like, oh, this is nice. It's so great because you're in such good company because all those memes on Facebook tell me there's a lot of people. Someone like me who is so bored watching TV, those movies take it to the next level of stab me now. I know. And it's funny because it's like when I say I like Hallmark Christmas movies, whatever people's image they have of me in their head, it doesn't often go there to Honestly, that place easily i would it's true you don't come across as that you're yeah. not warm and fuzzy at yeah. all you're kind and loving but you yeah. are not like all warm and fuzzy and sappy people expect that of me and i'm like no bring on the jason Bourne or yeah. james bond and i'm like give, give me, me a, a hard driven woman who somehow ends up back in her small town and there's a guy who's just really kind oh, and <laughs> shoot me now i'm going to die Ugh. i do like true stories on in movies that oh, is where those are I the will, worst no, they're the best <sighs> I they hate inspire them. me. They encourage me. Oh, they're just real. And then, so anybody who has Netflix, don't email us if you don't have Netflix for all the yeah. righteous moral reasons you do. I understand where you're coming from, but I watched Fisherman's Friends on Netflix this year, and that was delightful. I think okay. you might even like it, but it's a lot of music. Okay, and you're not as into music as some people. I like musicals. Musical family. Are they musicals? No, it's these fishermen in Wales that 
sing and they actually cut an album um, but they're like fishermen so the whole yeah. growing up in nova scotia by the ocean and then all the music in our family so for me that one really worked so yeah if our listeners didn't already know that we're really different people <laughs> <laughs> this right here so speaking of music yes I'm a big time, I have got to crank up the worship every day, so I always have a lot on. It's Christmas Day, so if people hear this now, like Maverick City's Christmas album is getting me where it counts. It is like carols and worship blended together, and I love it. I get lost in it, and then I start singing at the top of my lungs as though no one can hear me. Okay. Which, my husband's a really good singer with perfect pitch, so you just want to know that as much as the Mandalorian at top volume has grated my (laughs) nerves, my... Exuberant singing? Exuberant singing. My worship with abandon might also grate on his perfect pitch ear some days. I don't know, because he doesn't complain. He's a nice guy. Yeah. So how about worship songs, music for you? Worship songs? I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not as big into the worship songs as you. I like them, and I appreciate the value of yeah. them. It's just I also recognize I can't have them on for hours, because... It becomes noise. It becomes noise. But man, that uh, song by Katie and Brian Torwalt, mm-hmm. Remember... Yeah. It's just... What's your favorite line? I, this, I don't even think this is from the song, but this is the one that keeps... There's a... There, you can edit this out if you have to. What do you mean? There's a line I love, but I can't remember it. <laughs> I just like the feel of it. Well, uh, I can't the, remember for the life of me. Anybody who's like really into the whole theory of music will tell you it's how it makes you feel. That's exactly. What's so, so you're it makes obviously me, just showing your finesse right there. Yeah. That makes I me. I laugh because I usually have like a song of the year. Okay. And it's usually something that comes out around January, and I find that I've been mm-hmm. playing it all year long. Um, you know, You Make Me Brave was the year that I oh, yeah. chose to step into ministry. And oh, I that one was... That song oh, all the time, right? I think both of us yeah. listened to that song. So, like, songs become themes for the year for me. Mm-hmm. And this one at the beginning of the year is that, that Bethel Victory album, mm-hmm. uh, the Goodness of God song yeah. on there. Oh, my goodness. That song is like my life story. Mm. It is like stuff has been hard, and your goodness has been there. And that there's this chorus or this little bridge where it says, your goodness is running after, running after, running after me. Mm. Which is actually out of Psalm 23, where it says, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. This is where a translation breaks down. That word follow me, it's like chase me. Yeah. The original, it's like your goodness and mercy mm. will chase me. And every time I think, hear it, I just picture myself like stopping in my tracks so it mm. can catch me. Yeah. Just stop, pause. He's good. He's good. He's good. And even in this really crappy year of 2020... <laughs> Where we've had Life Plus, that song has been an anthem for me all year. Mm. And then towards the end of the year, um, Brandon Lake's new album came out. And do you think I can name Miracles? That House of Miracles? House of Miracles. Wow, Amy, for right. one music person. Points. That's because it was just on my Spotify when I was trying to look up the other song. <laughs> oh, okay. And he's got the song on there, Gratitude, which is another theme in my life mm. that worship, praise, and thanksgiving really fuels my hope and my joy. And, um, of course, this one came out as we were going into more restrictions and he talks to his soul in the song mm-hmm. which is one of my things psalm 42 where david talks to himself and says you know why are you cast down on my soul hope in god well in the bridge of this song he says oh my soul don't get shy on me mm-hmm. you've got um lift up your voice you've got a lion inside of you oh that's good and it's like oh right like when my little soul just wants to huddle down and eh, kind of whimper you know it's like no 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 this is not the time to get shy you've got a lion inside of you lift up your voice mm-hmm. and at that point i tend to go into my belting with reckless abandon voice yeah. which may or may not be delightful to humans but jesus likes it a lot <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so there's our favorite music mm-hmm. for this year. We're both avid podcasters. 
Yep. Podcast listeners, potties. What did Brian just call it? My don't, husband called it don't potties. Don't call them potties. <laughs> no. I think he said, what are pod. Pod. That's yeah, you're going to pod. He was in here trying to help us with our setup yeah. because if people could see our setup, I still think we need a picture, but we've got like cardboard boxes with foam to try to absorb noise. It's a Whatever. little less than professional. It's charming. Yeah. And it works. So here we are, and we both love to listen to podcasts. Yeah. I think when we talked about this, we, you and I realized we've got some overlap. So even though we're super diverse, yep. obviously there's, there's things in yep, common. Yep, exactly. Well. One of mine that I never want to miss that I really love listening to is Theology in the Raw. It's so good. Okay, besides the fact that the host has the most cute name ever, yep. do you think he wants us to talk about him like he has a cute name? I mean, Preston Sprinkles. Come on. Surely he's already dealt with all the <laughs> stuff around his last name. He must have already. Yeah, and I mean, he's quite good looking. And he's Oh, I've not looked at a picture of him. Oh, I just saw... Re- never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Not what I pictured when I pictured okay. Preston Sprinkles, but I diverse. Yeah. I diverse. I digress. digress. Yes. Diverse, digress. Yeah. I hope people are getting a kick out of this. I hope so, too. So I digress. Preston Sprinkles and Theology in the Raw. I love it so much. He tackles current events mm-hmm. without flinching. Mm-hmm. He doesn't cancel anybody. He gets mm-hmm. people on there with all kinds of diverse perspectives. He is diligent and fierce in his personal... Um, He's authentic about his own struggles. He doesn't yep. pretend he has all the answers. He's also got like solid theology background. He's well educated. So even though he's brilliant and well educated, he comes across as really humble. Yep. So love, love theology in the raw. Don't stop listening to us and switch to press Preston yeah. Sprinkles. But we're just recommending theology there's, in the raw. There's space for both. There's space for both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the ones that I I've listened to for probably nine years now. It's stuff you should know. It's just, it's a, I mean, it's all the, every topic under the moon is just like these two guys, they come, they've, you know, kind of done research and they come and they talk about it. And it's just like for people who like, like information and like knowing and all that stuff, it's just delightful. It's wonderful. I love it. I often download those ones for when we're driving. My husband also enjoys those. They're just easy listening. Another easy listening one that Brian and I both really love is called Under the Influence. Yes, that's a good one. So fun. Like just delightful and fun and easy. And Lord knows there are days we need no more pressure on our brain. Mm -hmm. And my other favorite, like more serious podcast is called Ask NT Write Anything. Man, I could listen to NT Write seriously talk forever he feels to me like a spiritual dad yeah it's like if i needed a i, I love my dad like i don't need a dad i have a great dad <laughs> but in a theological sense like if there was someone i could go to and go i'm overwhelmed can you just talk to oh, me man. seriously his theology is so sound so approachable he breaks it down and he just like in the ask nt write anything podcast people send in their questions their hard questions about yeah. everyday life and he answers their questions to the best of his ability yeah. kind loving it makes me feel safe and thought-provoking so yeah. love ask nt write anything yeah um and for those that have kids mm. two podcasts that we absolutely love like me and my husband like listening to them and the kids. That's a win. Right? <laughs> One is brains on. So it's all about like sciencey stuff, explaining, but it's done in a kid way where kids are engaged and they love it. And another one is called Smash Boom Best, okay. which what it is, is they just take two things and they debate them and have a kid in a you know, variety of different ways, have the kid rank who, which one wins. So, you know, um, one was... Space exploration or under the sea exploration? Okay. Which one is better? You know, cats versus dogs. Okay. Um, you know, some of them are like 
science things. So they bring in the history and the science. And then other things are just like, you know, Fun. would you rather have teleportation or telekinesis? Okay. I but, love the title, Smash Boom Bust. Best. Best. Okay. But both those both those podcasts are just like they make kids think, they keep them engaged, and they're not like Fisher Price little people road Making trip songs. You feel crazy. Where I'm just so done with them. Solid win. Right yep. there. If both right parents there. and kids can engage, exactly. smash, boom, best. best. <laughs> I and love it. I just on. like the sound of the title. Okay. Two more favorite things. Yeah. You did another hard thing this year. <laughs> it's like our list of hard I'm like things. hard things. I was like, You which did one? an elimination oh. diet to try to sort out some health things. And so in the middle in, of everything else, when the, the rest y- of us were gaining 10 pounds of comfort food <clears throat> in our isolation, Amy is having to eliminate every good and delicious thing. Yes. In the year that I felt like God's <laughs> word for me was feast. Right. Oh, we should have known the irony was that. I know. Because you did feast on his goodness. Oh, for sure. In the discipline of this diet, I watched fun things happen. But I am like, I would not say I'm a hospitality overload person, but I love having people feel welcomed and comfortable in my house. So well. I don't cook like our dear friend Kim. I don't know if she listens. (laughs) Right? But I like to make people feel welcome. And so not being able to feed you the automatic thing of whatever else we had going on, because you were a cohort family. So almost throughout this whole thing, we've been able to be together. I was just like, oh, what can I give Amy? And I was like, one of my favorite smoothie recipes, I do this during my Daniel fast. And it has become your daily bread. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's so stinking You're not good. not eating bread. So, so good. we start with making mint tea and I let it cool. Yeah. Well, ideally you let it cool. Otherwise you have a warm smoothie and that's disgusting. That was the weirdest thing. I was in a hurry the other morning. It, the, the tea had not cooled. So I was like, well, you know, frozen, the frozen fruit should do its job. It was still the texture of the smoothie, but it was lukewarm. It was weird. It was weird. But Okay, so mint tea, mangoes. Yep, frozen mangoes. Frozen mangoes. A scoop of protein powder, and you and I both use a vegan one that's kind of vanilla flavored. And that does make a difference because the vanilla flavor and the stevia in there adds some depth and dimension to it. I use uh, maybe like a quarter of a teaspoon of raw ginger. Yeah. Do you use, I don't know if you use I do powder, ginger. Powdered ginger works uh, too. Like mint ginger or yep. whatever. Yeah. Okay. And I throw some spinach in mine, which I'm, makes it dynamic green. It makes oh, me yeah. feel super healthy, but it doesn't change the taste. So with or I've yet to do spinach, but yeah. the other one. So mint tea, frozen mangoes, scoop of protein powder, and a dab of ginger. Oh my goodness. Seriously. So refreshing when, and tangy and flavory. Probably two months. For mm. two months now, I've had it every day. <laughs> Okay, so maybe our listeners want to try. It's, it's like a so simple thing that has brought us both delight this year. Oh, it's fresh. It's so good. It's delicious. Yummy tasting. And it's healthy. Yep. All right, and our last thing that it's almost like trademark for you and I, for people who know us locally, we have these favorite pens. <laughs> yes. Pens are a big deal because I journal, mm-hmm. I, I write write notes down. I mm-hmm. have a day planner. I mm-hmm. write a lot. And I color code my pen, my yeah. writing and my journal. It's like things that I'm rumbling with, questions I have, oh, things I sense yeah. God speak to me. Definitely I have a color don't go that Yeah, It just helps me find stuff later. I write dreams in a certain color. It just okay. helps me find stuff. And I have little sticky tabs on the corners of my... And right now I'm looking down at notes I have written on my lap and the color of the ink is matching a color that's in the quilt over my legs and it is seriously giving me so much <laughs> delight. <laughs> So if this I get is dirty for some people, oh well. But for any other pen lovers out there, it's the Pentel Energel yep. liquid ink. 
You and I both use purple all the time. Mm -hmm. I also have like a teal one and a navy one that I absolutely love. Oh, that'd be, yeah, I just have the purple, but it is, they write so nicely. And I'll give everyone a tip. Once you're done, say it runs out of ink, Yes, you can just get pen refills on Amazon. You don't have to buy whole new pens. Which was a game changer. Which really is helpful. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I love those pens. I love these pens. pens so much that when I handed out my manuscripts to my five precious beta readers, I gave them each one of these pens in a fun color because fun pens. They're delightful. They're delightful. I didn't give anybody a red one. I don't want to see red ink on my yeah. manuscript. <laughs> but I what really, if I really want to read. What if I picked red ink? Amy. I didn't. I just picked purple. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So what are we ending on? I don't know. What are we ending on? You know what? In case we've ever come across as being just like so hardcore in our pursuit of further up and further in, which we're very serious about. Yes. We just really want you to know that Jesus is full of delight. Mm, yeah. He is joy personified. He, you know, if you could read the gospels in the original language, sometimes he's sarcastic. He's funny. He's delightful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a scripture that says he created the earth for his pleasure. It's in the Psalms where he talks about, it's a, a psalm of declaration, like, you're worthy, Lord. You've created all things for your pleasure. Mm. God's not, like, no fun. Mm -hmm. And our senses, our five senses, he created them so we can experience life. And so, yeah, the sense of touch gives us pain, which is a warning, but it also gives us pleasure. Our taste buds and food. He didn't have to make food have flavor. He didn't have to give us taste buds, but he did. Yeah. And he created delightful flavors like frozen mangoes and mint tea. Mm-hmm. Right? Like he, he gave us eyes to see beauty and pleasure. He gave us ears to hear music. Like he cares about delight. So as we wrap up 2020, we're sorry for the stuff that sucks. We hope we've given you encouragement along the way. And today we hope we've blessed you with just some joy and delight as we cheer you on further up and further in.